Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, and I just got popped, man. Can you believe it? That's right. The good folks at Funko Pop have made me a pop again, and this time they called me a director. That's right. Finally, somebody said it. I'm a director, and guess what? I am director pop number 37. 37? I'm 37? That's right. You want a Kevin Smith director pop wearing a written and directed by Kevin Smith shirt? You go to Amazon.com slash Jay and Silent Bob right now. That's right. Amazon has a Jay and Silent Bob store, and you can find all sorts of fun stuff there. Masks, shirts, hoodies, and whatnot. But right now, get your hands on one of these little Kevs, man. You can pop them anywhere. Lube them up and pop them anywhere you like, man. So if you're lost, ladies and gentlemen, and you're looking for a little direction in your life, Funko's got you covered. Order the Kevin Smith Director Pop. It's an Amazon exclusive, so you gotta go to Amazon.com slash Jay and Silent Bob. Get yours now, man. Pre-order it, and you'll receive it December 12th. That's right. It'll ship just in time for Christmas. What are you waiting for? Get direction. Get the director, Kevin Smith Pop, only from Funko and Amazon. The Millennial Falcon offers transportation. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Smodco Internet Radio Network's Nooner Podcast. I'm a host, my name is Marty, and I fucked up again tonight. Um, I, in, I've done this for nine and years and some change, and uh, I think only one other time, maybe it was two other times, I've I did not record. In this case, I forgot to plesh, press record. And it's it's uh, indefensible. And I'm sorry. And uh, you still get the full effect of Buzzsaw 2. Miami, uh, this again, Miami Nights, episode 8. Uh, that that happens. Uh, I just want to go over some things I talked about. I I was explaining how 
long it felt since the last podcast. And I think that's might have contributed to my inattention. Um, we had the debate where Trump refused to disavow uh, right-wing hate groups, and he told the Proud Boys to um, this white nationalist group to uh, stand back and stand by instead of saying, fuck you and don't speak anymore. Uh, Melania was caught on tape uh, in 2018 saying, who gives a fuck about Christmas? Uh, And that was released this past week. Eric Trump spent the past two days being deposed in New York uh, in by the one of the uh, New York attorney general attorneys general on whether the Trump organization lied about the value of some of their property assets uh, that would benefit them if they got loans by inflating their price or would it help them by deflating the price, uh, getting a, a lower tax burden. And then uh, there was, of course, Trump and his posse getting COVID, and he kept it secret. I, I'm pretty sure that he had the diagnosis, uh, the positive diagnosis, going into a New Jersey fundraiser, or at least he knew that other people in his camp had had it, which uh, the CDC said that you should uh, quarantine yourself Instead, he went to this fundraiser in New Jersey and uh, on Wednesday night uh, this past week and then was hospitalized on Friday. And his doctor lied about his, how serious his condition was. And while still hospitalized, Trump took a brief drive around the hospital to wave at all the weird fanatics lurking around the hospital. And he exposed his Secret Service detail to his illness. And by CDC guidelines, they should have quarantined for two weeks afterwards. I don't know if that's the truth. And then on Monday, he returned to the White House, ripped off his mask, tweeted about how we shouldn't be afraid of COVID and that we need to dominate it, implying that 200,000 Americans who died were just pansy cucks who couldn't deal with it they didn't dominate enough they were they died in fear which is utter bullshit and uh worst of all eddie van halen died today and he grew up a few miles from where uh, we are right now in pasadena and he had been battling cancer for a long time 20 years he will be missed and of course uh the David Lee Roth incarnation of Van Halen was the best. He said, uh, David Lee Roth has my favorite, one of my favorite quotes. Um, Money can't buy you happiness, but it can buy you a yacht big enough to pull up alongside it. Uh, and then I also wanted to convey my congratulations to the Seattle Storm, who won the WNBA championship in three games. They swept, they swept uh, Las Vegas and it was a dominating, dominating uh, final game. Uh, then we talked about Uncle Roger, and Steve was defending Uncle Roger. Look him up on YouTube. His name is Nigel Ang. He's a Malaysian comedian who affects a uh, a very stereotypical and yet typical Chinese sort of. Uh, character and how we feel about that um, and sort of 
uh, I think Cassandra's takeaway was that funny is funny. And that's kind of how I feel. And at the same time, you have to be accountable for the things you do. And if you do a portrayal of that is sort of racially charged, it should come out of experience and love and, and, uh, and not the, the comedy shouldn't be at the expense of the impression. Uh, and then we were talking about utopia and how it's weird that QAnon is um, basically uh, Utopia is a show on uh, Amazon. It's a remake of an, a Channel 4 show from the UK. And it's one of my favorite shows. But now it's just weird because it's about these sort of uh, misfits who find meaning in a conspiracy in a conspiracy that they find in a comic book and it's so uh, that leads that is centered around a pandemic and it so closely resembles QAnon and the current pandemic that it's really hard to get past and there's a lot of violence in it John Sylvain didn't like it um, and um, then we also talked about how George Takei tweeted that uh, in regards to the Proud Boys uh, the White, the right-wing white nationalist hate group uh, who promotes violence. And he said, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if uh, gay people posted gay things on social media and tagged it with Proud Boys because we are indeed Proud Boys. And that sort of, I, I don't know if he started it, but he it, it certainly caused a... Uh, a snowball effect where there's lots of gay content out there celebrating gayness with the hashtag Proud Boys, and I find that awesome. Uh, lastly, we talked about uh, blockbusters. The death of the movie blockbuster Tenet came out uh, internationally, did very well, did not do well domestically in the US, made, I don't know, 30, 40 million dollars, which is not great. Uh, but the theaters weren't open. Mulan went straight to streaming. Wonder Woman 1984 announced today that it was going straight to streaming. Dune, um, the new uh, Denis Villeneuve film, has been postponed to next year. The latest Bond film, the last Daniel Craig one, has been postponed as well. So do we do we miss blockbusters? Uh, John Sylvain started pontificating and then was interrupted by just nonsense, uh, which was delightful. Sorry, you guys missed that. But back in the day, in the 70s, uh, when I was a kid, we lined up around the block to see Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, to see uh, in the 80s, to see aliens, just like lined up. And it was like an event. It was a big deal. And we'd wait in the sun and just like sit around just to to rush in and get a, a seat and you wouldn't be sitting next because it was so crowded and you're fighting for seats you would my family would be sitting one place and i would be sitting another place and my friends would be sitting in another place uh and, and it was like an event and it was kind of fun but kind of like you know not pleasant and now you can get a huge ass tv with dolby atmos 4k get a Dolby Atmos soundbar, like for basically 800 bucks, which is not nothing, but 
if movies are 18 bucks to go to the theater, like that's not nothing either. And then it's like uh, the threat of COVID going out, all that stuff. Like you can have a great movie experience at home. Do you guys miss the theater going experience? Tweet in, email us, let us know, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And then we uh, were just talking about other nonsense. And at this point, I will hand it over to uh, what we recorded afterwards. And then we will get into Buzzsaw 2, This Again, Miami Nights, Episode 8. And it was, uh, this is one that I wrote. And it was very tough uh, and very silly. And we want to do lots more of this. Uh, Listen to Mockery Manor, uh, another podcast that I was pimping out. And yeah, uh, send your suggestions in about podcasts you want to listen to, uh, movies that you uh, you want us to listen to, uh, movies that you want us to watch, anything. Uh, just Just share things. Like right now, we're all desperate for content, for escapism, something fun, something light, uh, or not, whatever it is. So on that note, I'm going to hand it over to what was just recorded before this, and then you'll hear the uh, pre-re- uh, pre-recorded content, and then we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks so much, and I apologize. Beyonce! Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Smodco Internet Radio Network's Nooner Podcast. I'm a host. My name is Marty. I'm here with Merps that are named Kruger, Sylvain, John Sylvain, and Cass Cardenas. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. So uh, what's going on, Marty? Uh, yeah, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, what are we doing, Marty? It's 9.39 at night. What's and happening? Why, why are we doing, Marty? And because I, I forgot to press the record. This has happened <laughs> once before, once before. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I apologize. It was a, a glorious episode. Uh, you guys were it was, super funny. It was the funniest episode ever. Yes, we saw. We were doing all just like Joe, 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 Joe. I know, I know, and I think it was. I was laughing so hard and peeing my pants (laughs) that I forgot to press Mm. the the record button. Uh, The biggest takeaways, um, the biggest takeaway was that Peter WG, longtime listener of the show, big uh, supporter, and uh, has been on the show multiple times. He just got engaged, which is. And other than that, the other biggest thing was that we did uh, episode eight of Buzzsaw 2, This Again, Miami Nights. Oh, my God. You know what? And we came up with all these new titles for new, new buzzsaws. Really... Thank God I wrote them down. I know. What were some of the ones that you wrote down? Uh, I wrote about... down. Let's see. Hold on, please. Because this is a, a franchise. This is a franchise. It's going to go on forever. Buzzsaw 3. What now? L.A. Streets. Buzzsaw 8. Get off my lawn. Nashville mid-morning. And Buzzsaw 12. Wait, what? Kentucky brunch. <laughs> Awesome. awesome. I, I gave awesome. a girl a Kentucky brunch once. Oh, I got, I got, I, I got kicked out of uh, 12th grade. And uh, we are going to listen to it right now. 
and uh, here it is. So this is all people are going to get when they're no, no, on no, the no, pod? We'll come back and, and we'll give a little recommendation. Episode 8 of Buzzsaw. We have to listen to this again. No, no. Oh, tight. This is a oh, magic of... What? Jesus Christ, you she's don't understand not, Marty, Marty, she's not very bright. Just okay, all right, we'll here cut we go. this out, right? All right. I'm bright. I just didn't think that anyone who had a fucking edit a podcast on the show. No, speaking of editing a podcast, listen to Trashy Trashy Podcast. They, like, right, they come out on like Monday. Do you record yours? Steve Owens. Do you record Trashy Trash? Episode. The podcasts are fucking doing killer right now. Go. Lunar, I mean, uh, Bus Out 2, this again, Miami Nights. Enjoy. In the misty recesses of an abandoned graveyard, Becky, the co-ed and professor, linearity, are standing deep in an open grave, flinging out shovelfuls of earth. (sighs) Explain this to me like I'm a five-year-old. What are we digging for again? How can I make it any clearer? When they buried the cursed golden monkey paw, I'm almost positive they also buried the only thing that can stop the cursed golden monkey paw. In the same grave. Couple things. First, I thought the claw was defeated when that guy from Boston threw Buzz into the lake. He'll be back. Second... Why didn't you just grab the anti-evil paw thing when you dug up the golden monkey paw in the first place? Didn't you watch the first movie? Just just watch the first movie. What first movie? Shut your Gen Z pie hole and dig, you drain on society. Okay, fine. Ow! Oh, God, ow! Oh, are you fucking kidding me? You dug your shovel into my foot? Oh, fuck. Oh, you cut off my big toe. It's the full moon. It fucks up my sleep and everything. Ooh, I think I found the golden monkey paw coffin. Any sign of my toe? What is that? Becky reaches into the coffin and holds up a gnarled blue monkey paw in the pale moonlight. Is this it? I thought you said you found the monkey paw grave. The gravestone said, quote, here lies the something something monkey paw. What? Linny turns to the gravestone, which is obscured by overgrown vines. She rips them aside. You moron. It says, here lies the indigo monkey paw. That's like the third time tonight. First, it was the bronze monkey foot. Then it was the chartreuse monkey tail. What is this place exactly? Lightning strikes, illuminating the decrepit graveyard sign. It says... Unnaturally Colored Monkey Parts Cemetery. Oh, come on. You come on. Back to digging. Back at Sawmill Lake, John Michael Carmichael Jr. reclines against the mound of fresh earth. 
He takes a long drag on a Newport menthol. Other Becky digs a pathetic-looking grave for the two decapitated bodies of the black and Asian students who were denied entry into this predominantly white nightmare. No, ma? Still really white. No, ma! Just saying a person of color's name doesn't make you not racist. Fuck. Ah, I think I'm getting a blister digging these graves. And I still have to type my thesis tonight. I fucking popped your cherry. Not to mention I saved your ass from Buzz and that monkey's paw. This is the thanks I get? Oh, he'll be back. What's he gonna do? Swim back to shore and rip out my heart with his fucking monkey claw on an act of demonic retribution? Ah! What? Uh, nothing. It just seemed like the right thing to say at the time. Ah, you coozes with your making sounds with your mouths. I got something for your mouth. Oh. A dirt-stained buzz steps into frame. Silhouetted by the moonlight, he raises the golden monkey paw, which is attached where his left hand used to be. Um, meant to time my entrance with the lightning. Stupid mud. But now I have returned to exact my revenge. Oh, this guy. You destroyed my family, ruined my life, and sent me into the hell that is the golden monkey paw. That was your choice. We used to be like brothers. You, the unbelievably handsome, yet oddly unmemorable one, and me, the five-foot-tall, 220-pound loaf of pure muscle, both of us bound by a mutual love of keys. Wait, how do you two know each other? First, First movie. movie. I don't know what that means. You think you're the boss of me? Buzz swings his monkey claw at John Carmichael, who instinctively reaches out and protects himself with the headless body of the Asian student. Buzz rips out the student's left lung, leaving a huge hole. John Carmichael peers through the gaping wound. All right, we got some representation here. Asian dude got some screen time. It was Marty Yu's biggest role to date. You want to fucking dance, Buzz? Let's fucking dance. John Carmichael flings the Asian student's lifeless body at Buzz. Oh my god, I really believed he was dead. That's amazing. Buzz raises his arms up to shield himself. John Carmichael uses the distraction to grab Buzz's gnarled monkey arm. He yanks, pulling Buzz off balance. Hey! With minimal effort. John Carmichael hefts Buzz onto his shoulders and spins him around in a fireman's carry. Seriously, please don't put me back in the lake. You know how fucking hard it is to swim straight with a monkey paw and a human hand? With a heave, John Carmichael throws Buzz at inhuman distance, 40 yards into the deepest part of the lake. Asshole! Come on, Other Becky! John Carmichael roughly grabs Other Becky's arm as he drags her back toward the cabin. Why do you throw him into the lake when you know he can swim? Ah, shit, he's my key, bro. We got a code. John Carmichael's eyes flare up in rage. He grabs Other Becky roughly by the shoulders. It's got nothing to do with the franchise. 
It's a universal code that every key bro knows. Now, let's get back to the cabin. She latches onto his arm seductively. Yeah, let's. Let's finish what you already started. He races toward the cabin with Becky in tow. Other Becky's feet drag along the ground. Are you fucking kidding me? Run like a normal person. My slippers are a half size too big, but they only come in all sizes. Damn it. John Carmichael drags other Becky to the cabin's front porch. They burst into the living room there, backlit by the fading, flickering firelight is Buzz. He's dripping with swampy lake water, laughing maniacally. <laughs> Turns out I figured out the swimming thing pretty quick. With whip-like speed, Buzz's human hand reaches out and grabs John Carmichael by the throat, holding his body a full foot off the ground. What's the matter, John Carmichael? I'm not killing off any characters. What rules of improv am I breaking now? Yes, and I think it's time for me to spawn my primate antichrist. Oh, to me, to me! Buzz raises his other arm, the monkey paw one. The skeletal fingers tremble as a greasy yellow ball of diaper taffy forms in the palm. Uh, can we do it the regular way? Buzz flicks his wrist, and the ball of demon sperm launches at other Becky. It ricochets clumsily off her forehead. Ow! Um, hey, I, actually, I'm totally DTF now, because I'm, like, experienced now. Buzz gives a non-committal shrug and flings another glob of simian spooge. It misses completely and splats against the cabin wall. I'm serious. I'm totes down for Bone Town. No need to wait, precious baby batter. She sits down on the floor and spreads her legs. Blops of jizz land vaguely near and around her crotch. She's covered in fetid sperm. Oh, come to mama. Uh, really? Uh, I mean... Just then, the door bursts open, and in limps Professor Linny Arity. She holds a dirt-encrusted wooden box under her splinted arm. Becky steps in behind her. Oh, thank God. This ends now. A stray globule of curdled nut butter hits Becky square in the face. Ooh, this again? Linny? That's Professor Linny Arity to you, Buzz. Uh, this place smells like ass, sweat, and Clorox. Are you even hydrating? And I finally found what can stop you. Technically, I found it, because I did, like, most of the digging. This ends now. Linny holds up the box. It crackles with energy. Unless it doesn't, because, you know... Franchise? Shut up, Becky. You're out of your element. Lenny opens the box, and a white light envelops the room. Room, room, room. Envelops the room. Room, 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 room. What? No!
God, that was amazing. So, so funny. Good. Yeah. A rich tapestry. A rich, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and such great- I'd like to repeat all the things I said the first time I heard it um, yeah. again, but I, I don't think uh, I remember what they were. It's a very- Marty's hard to understand. I am. Oh, he's, yeah. trying to talk, he's trying to talk too much like me. I'm purposely hard to understand because I'm, I based my character on a real character and uh. that's, that's, what you, that's what you get. I don't know. Not, what not you're a caricature. Oh, And- on that note, we also talked about Uncle Ro- Uncle Roger, uh, but I do want to recommend uh, we're going to watch two things, or we're going to absorb two bits of media, one or the other, perhaps both. Mockery Manor, a a uh, composed podcast in ten episodes plus one, and the other one is what is it called, Stephen? Monsterland on Hulu, directed by Martin Scorsese. See, these are all jokes that you would understand if the podcast would have been recorded. We're like those four assholes at lunch in junior high who all have inside jokes that we laugh our asses off. Right? I don't understand. Oh my God. If I was a fan of this show, I I would be furious right now. I mean, we are fucking Luckily, we don't have any fans. That's fair. Uh, Hopefully, somebody (laughs) was listening and recorded it. Shout out to Steve. Steve Owens. Uh, Yep. All right. But anyhow, uh, please uh, email us. Who Who else emailed? Anthony emailed? Anthony emailed, uh, yeah. I And Chris emailed? Uh, Chris did as well. Um, Anthony emailed to say that uh, he doesn't make bongs. He makes bubbly water pipes. Um, and he wants us to record twice a week. And he wants us to record. Yeah, we did. We, Look at that. We, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> no, we're fucking doing it. Douchebag. Chris Miller was saying that uh, he... He was celebrating Peter W.G.'s engagement and also oh, said that he has PTSD. I'm off the market. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. It's so embarrassing. I took my wife. Oh. This will never happen again. <laughs> <sighs> what, our Peter W.G. impression? Or do no, you not hitting me. record? Oh, I have a... Uh, what's Never Have I Ever? Is that a show? Uh-huh. It's a game. All right. It, oh, is a movie? No. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Anyhow, when you absorb, guys, just realize this is take two. <laughs> yeah, this was rehearsed for two hours. I know. I mean, okay, all right. Two hours of just like halfway doing this, halfway watching the Dodger game, drinking. I'm not ready anymore. Hey, guys, let's take thirty seconds and let's come back and try this before take three. Okay? Are you gonna- no. okay? Oh. Ready? Three, two, one. All right, guys. Thank Woo! you so much, and we will see you oh. next. Tuesday. Are we, are we beginning or ending? Wait, hold on. Time to tip that fuck. 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 Tip that fuck. Time to tip that fuck. Time to tip that fuck. Time to tip that fuck.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.